0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the evening, Jones. Did y'all see when that boy offset slapped the phone out of somebody's hand the other day? All right, it's peep gang. Uh he's at the he's at the uh the target. Wow, I sound like an old person saying that. He at the target. Anyway, so he at the target. And he's walking. And some cat, I guess, has recognized him as Offset. And so he's walking, and the guy got the camera like out for the selfie. And he's like, yo, what's up, Offset? And then Offset slapped the phone out of his hand. And it wound up on the internet, you know, those kinds of things. So I'm walking to work today, right? It's a little chilly out, got me a hat on with the, with the ear flaps. I got my headphones on, I'm talking on the phone. Right, so I'm having a conversation. I'm walking. I get a little closer. This dude come up to me. He got the phone out. And he's like, you know, no conversation. No, hey, I love your work. Nothing at all salutatious. I know that's not a word, but you know. Anyway. And he's like, yo. Like, hey, man, can I get a picture? And I tell him, I'm like, sorry, man. I am running late to work. I keep walking. Next thing I know, my man got the phone in selfie position. Like, I haven't broken stride. And my man's about to walk alongside me. And I'm like, hey, man, I said I'm late to work. And then he kept it moving and I kept it moving. But, man, I'm telling y'all, y'all care way too much about these pictures. And don't think it ain't like this picture is going to be some keepsake, some memento, memento that you're just going to look at forever. No, nah, man, you're going to put that thing on the Internet. And then maybe if I die, you'll post the picture with me. You know, after you've already posted it in the first place, man, you got to understand strangers like strangers don't necessarily just feel like taking pictures with like anybody that rolls up. I don't I don't know why people don't seem to grasp this as a notion. Right. Like, when's the last time somebody just walked up to you and was like, yo, man, let's take a picture. Right. Huh. Who are you? I have no idea. Like what is going on here? Yeah, man. You can be nice about it. You know what I'm saying? But damn. Now, the boy Offset shouldn't have slapped the phone on my man's hand. I just can't imagine how tiring it must be. That being said, you know, somebody who does decidedly regular things, I'm a little surprised that Offset's surprised that this is what happened to him at Target. Like, I might be a little surprised he Offset in Target, too. Somebody's like, what's Offset doing shopping at Target? I'm like, well, else are supposed to buy razors? Or, like, all these other sorts of things. Like, there are things that there is no, like, rich people store for. You go to Target. Who's the white person in the chat room that says the picture behind me looks like Paul George? Because I feel like that's a kind of all black people look alike thing that typically white people engage in. Anyway, let us move on to your questions. Did Avengers End Game did right by you? I don't really know what the hell that means. Um, I'm just here to say I ain't I ain't watched no Avengers End Game. I'm not saying that like to brag about it or anything like that. But as somebody who is fairly active in the social media space, I got to say between the end game and the Game of Thrones, two things that I just don't watch. It's been really kind of tough and really rough for me because I can't get through all this stuff like I do, like at some point, perhaps plan to watch Game of Thrones. You know, so I'm trying to, like, shake a little bit of that. And then people talking about the end game. And apparently all y'all have seen all these movies, like every single one of y'all. I have anything. I saw Black Panther. And I saw Iron Man. That's a Marvel movie, right? Yeah, Okay, I saw those two. I ain't seen none of the rest. And it's wild because people just assume that you've seen all these damn movies. I ain't seen none of them. Y'all seem to be really charged up about the end game. And I don't want to be the guy that's like, like I ain't ain't raining on nobody's parade. But nah, I don't care at all. Appreciate the question. Let's see what else we got here. Ooh, mediocre set of questions today. You talked about how Jay might soon be facing the backlash for his capitalist nation. One, do you think that would exclu- extend to be as well as she's probably close to a billy on her own? And two, how do you think watch the throne would be received now with so much of it being about wealth? Kanye's politics aside. Now, I would just like to make a note for you, Kyle. If you're supposed to ask a question, ask a question. Don't be greedy ask a question as I plan to answer one of your questions and it's not the watch the throne one. Cause I, uh, anyway, I got a different, yeah, whatever. Um, so here's what I want to point out about Jay, cause I saw that gentrification freestyle that I think has been mistranscribed. And I don't know why people don't care more about the fact that it's been mistranscribed because he said, was it gentrify your hood before the people do it? Uh, claim eminent domain and have your people moving. Now, I say he says, have your people moving, and he goes like this with his arm going away from his body, like they moving out, and people think he's saying, have your people move in, as if that's how it works when you claim eminent domain. Now, that doesn't make any sense. That's stupid. He's saying moving. Have your people moving. Now, the thing about that line, and, well, let me, I guess let me start with what the, the thing about Jay-Z is at this point. If he's just a rapper, then you're just gonna have to say he's just a rapper. Don't try to tell me he's anything bigger than that. So when you get this line, and people are like, "Yo, what are you talking about?" You can't just be like, "Oh man, he just out here trying to make rap music." Nah, man. Either he's somebody or he's not in this way. Now, the thing about this, and that was cruelly ironic about this line, is that Jay was involved in the um, the Barclays Center deal, where they used eminent domain. To push people out. So. When Jay's like. Gentrify your hood before them people do it. Jay Z. Gentrified his hood. With them people. Like that was like he. That's part of the operation. He was part of the operation. He was a face. Of that operation. He gentrified that hood. He is the gentrifier. At some point, people are going to be like, whoa, ho, ho, wait a minute, because one thing that's happening now is and you see this happening, especially all over the place in politics, is that people are going back and relitigating things that they thought that they were cool with. And as this stuff of gentrification becomes a bigger and bigger deal at that point, man, people are going to go looking at him. Look, put it this way. The younger generation in South Africa looks a little funny at Mandela. Yeah, because there's some legitimate looking back on some of the things of the time and era. Like, this happens. And so the archetype that Jay-Z came up under as this apex predator sort of capitalist, people don't find that to be as cool now as they used to find it. And what Jay was going for, and I think separates Jay from a lot of people, is that his ambitions were completely different. Right. Like his ambitions were to be rubbing shoulders with cats like Bloomberg, the mayor, the governor and things like that. I don't know how much power he has with his people. I don't know, like in the end result, what he gets out of the shoulder rubbing. But that's that's been what the scope of his operation has been, what he's going for. The money he was going for was huge money, huge money. Still got a billion dollars. Still got a billion dollars. Right. Like he's the cat. Title doesn't make money. Right, none of the streaming companies really make money. Title doesn't make money. He put fifty-six million dollars in on Title and sold two-thirds, of, and sold one-third of it for two hundred million dollars. Like he's already made his money back on Title. He got the kind of money where he can do that sort of thing, where even if Title goes out of business because it doesn't make any money, he's already cleared how many millions off of it. Right, like he is in the one percent. Now the belief that people have at least a lot of people have about Jay-Z is that he is kind of like our representative in the 1% that no, we are not the 1%. And just to be clear, I am not the 1% did the math on it. Um, But he's like, yeah, he is, he is like our guy who's up there in the 1%, but, and Jay does stuff for the people. Like, I don't want to pretend like he doesn't do anything at all, but I do think it'll be interesting to see as people get over and new generations come around a certain reappraisal of that time period. Cause in the nineties, man, we had a little bit more optimism about what capitalism might be able to do for us. Like as a people, we did, we had much more of an optimism about what we could do as a people through these capitalist means. And I think people looked around and realized, no, that's not really how it goes. And some of the destructive elements of capitalism are really affecting like the people that these folks now claim that they represent because they're rich. And so people are going to be looking back at the Jay-Zs of the world and be like, nah, what you talking about? Now, as for this, is Jay actually in the 1%? Yes, he is. Like, I don't know who these people are that are like, no, he's not. You don't think a billion dollars is in the 1%? You think one out of every 100 people in the world has a billion dollars? A billion? Let's say it is one more time. Do you think one out of every 100 people has $1 billion? But then you got RJ in the room that says the 1% is like $500,000 and up income per year. No, you are wrong, I think. I don't think that's going to get you to the 1%. Like I looked this up because I was wondering if I was a member of the 1% and I came up as not in the 1%. Anyway, go check it out. If somebody figures it out, let me know if I'm wrong. I ain't got time to be clicking no links, so you're going to have to tell me in the text. But anyway, yeah. So, so much rap has been built about stacking up all this bread. How are younger people going to look at that? Are they going to have the reverence for it that people who grew up in my time did? Like, is that how they're gonna look at it? I'm very curious in that regard. And again, I'm more curious, like Jay-Z in particular, because he's a guy that's because of the I mean he's the most influential rapper that there's been. So kind of the arc of his career and everything else merits a certain level of uh certain level of study. And so I think the impact of some of the things that he's done or does in the ways that he presents himself are interesting. I once wrote in a column about him. You know, he said he's Che Guevara with Blaine God. I'm like, no, man, you're a dude that sells Che Guevara T-shirts. And he's still selling them. Somebody over here said, uh, good for him. He worked his ass off. What does that mean? All right, that's the thing about it, man. People are real selective about what super rich people that they say good for you for. And I think they say it for Jay-Z because he came up from the bottom. And that's cool, man. But that man is telling you he sold dope. And we're not talking about like just some pushing little nicks and dimes on the corner to get by. This man sold like so dope, like like dope, like quantities, weight, all that stuff. Okay, so like when Jay tells people that all you got to do is this, that and the third, he kind of skips over the fact that in order for him to be able to do those things, he had to sell a lot of dope. Like, you can't really recommend to so many people that they go out there and and replicate the Jay-Z model because you're probably going to get shot or go to jail trying to sell all those drugs in order to get the startup capital to start your record label where you happen to be one of the greatest rappers of all time. Somebody talking about true hustling. What does that mean? What are you talking about, true hustling? Is that true hustling? He's so dope. That's it. And so it's a little strange to be like, good for him. You know, he figured out how to make that dope selling thing work. Right. And so as people get a little more woke in their situation, I'm not exactly sure how they're going to look at the I sold dope. And then I became an Imperial Titan. I don't know how people are going to look at that. And so just be on the lookout. The next generation of kids ain't necessarily going to rock with what the previous generation did. And right Jay-Z, almost 50 years old, man. Kids always got hate for what came around before them, whether they should or not. Now, as to whether it's going to, like, extend to Beyonce, I don't know if there's anything that can stick to Beyonce at this point. I have no idea. (laughs) No, this guy keeps going, doing whatever it takes to get what he wanted. Dude, that's sociopathic behavior. I don't know why that is something that you find to be, like, cool. Everybody says that. I did whatever it took. Generally speaking, the the notion of integrity and everything else is not being so unconditional about these things. Oh, wow. Somebody like Malcolm X sold and did dope. Wow. That's deep. The Kennedys were boot. What the fuck are y'all in here talking about? The Kennedys were bootleggers. Okay. Like, what point are you trying to make here? Cause I'm not even talking about it. Jay-Z is worse than everybody else. What point are you trying to make? Y'all so defensive of Jay-Z. Jay-Z don't give a damn about y'all. Appreciate the question. Let's see what else we got here. Where the question about the boat? I saw this here earlier. I got a fair we go. Okay, we got Scientologists on cruises getting quarantined with measles now floating around. You don't have kids, but what do you think of all these anti-vaxxer parents uh, essentially spreading diseases that should be gone as an issue by now? If you had a kid and one of those parents sent a kid without vaccinations to your school, what would you do? I don't have kids, so I don't know. Like, let's start with that right now. I know you don't, like, you don't have kids. I'm not. I can't go through like the parent thought process directly in front of you. I can say this though. The measles are back. Serious question. Before you started reading all this stuff in the news of what's going down with people and these measles, had you ever heard of somebody having the measles? Like I'm 38 years old. I don't know how old you got to be, but do have you ever known somebody? They're like, "Yo, she got to school this week." Why? Measles. Have you known anybody who had the mumps? Because it now isn't it all in that one vaccine—the measles, mumps, and the rubella. All right, like I like like the measles. I don't even know what the measles is, right? Like, like I would not know anything that would lead me to believe, like, yo, I need to go get checked out. I think I got the measles. I don't know any of the symptoms of the measles. I don't know what a measle is. I know zero. And now the measles is back like cook crack. How? And my thing is, if the measles are back and the same vaccine is for the measles, the mumps, and the rubella, right? Then does this mean that the mumps is about to come back? Like, like is the mumps about to make a comeback? Because if I'm not mistaken, fellas, the mumps will make you sterile. And guess what? I don't know anything about the mumps. Have you ever known anybody who had the mumps? All I know about the mumps is if you got a whole lot of money, they say it look like your pockets got the mumps. Are the mumps about to be back cracking in this street? Now this story I saw about the boat and the, uh, the, the, the the it's a Scientology boat. Yeah, like it's, about to, it, it's like it's a boat owned by the church of Scientology. Like it's a Scientology boat. And so they're on this boat, they're quarantined on this boat, but the thing about it being them all being stuck on the boat is, does this not basically mean that everybody on the boat about to get it? Like we what we know is somebody on the boat got the measles. y'all can't go nowhere. y'all stuck on the boat. I feel like this means everybody got the measles on the boat right there. Wow. So you know what that means, right? Y'all know who that means has the measles, right? You know who got the measles? The whole ship. The whole ship. The whole ship got the measles. Now think about this for a second. What would you do if you heard your woman say that she was sleeping with the whole ship and then you find out it was measles on the ship. For those of you who don't know about the whole ship, too bad, so sad, you just missed that on a great joke. Yeah, guys, we need we need better questions. Anyway, do we think that Trebek likes or hates the cyborg? I don't mean to be morbid, guys, but I feel like Alice Trebek has got uh Bigger things to worry about right now than how he feels about this cyborg. Cyborg, for those of you who are unaware, is this dude James on Jeopardy, who's just out here destroying everybody. um I just, I just don't think Alex Trebek has time to think about that. He does not. Trebek did him dirty though. I can't remember we talked about this last week, but Trebek was asking if he was going to give any of this money to his family, and buddy was like, "No, nah, they cool." They all right. They doing just fine. Cyborg said that his little daughter has already been to 14 countries. Cyborg don't even need this money. This ain't really changing Cyborg's life. He just hitting for a lick. That's all he doing, man. He just out here hitting for a lick. I ain't even mad at him, but he just hitting for a lick. Yo, these questions are starting to get easier, though. Like I feel like they're trying to tiger-proof the course. They're trying to make these questions a little bit easier so that other people feel more comfortable jumping in on the buzzer. Like, it feels like that's what's going on. It really, really does. The final Jeopardies are getting easy. You know? He, uh, yeah. Yeah. They say that dude's messing up the budget. Like, it's not built for somebody to win, like, 100 G's every day. He's also like, he's been going light on the uh on the daily doubles. He hadn't been really pushing the envelope in that regard. Like I really wonder if this dude is really just trying to like not bankrupt them. Which would be somewhat noble. Kinda. Appreciate the question. Let me see what else we got here. So the mayor of Baltimore is just never gonna go back to work. Pretty much. I don't know how sick she actually is because that's the one they got her. She wrote a children's book and was making people basically buy copious amounts of her children's book for different purposes. Like that was the pay to play with her was that you had to buy her children's book, which I have to say fairly brilliant. But anyway, yeah, so that was her game. But she's also been sick. And so now the ethics stuff is starting to come down. Is she even left her house? And to answer your question, no, she is never going back to work. No, she's not. They ain't letting her back in the building. What are you talking about? She ain't never going back there. You see, They've seen the last of her around there. I'm surprised somebody ain't boxed her stuff up already. No, she is never, ever, ever going back to work. I don't know what kind of work she's going to go do, but it ain't going to be at City Hall. Appreciate the question. Let me see what else you got here. That's somebody, you're rooting for or against the cyborg. Why would I root against him? There's no point. Like, who am I rooting for? If I'm rooting against him, like, what reason is there for me to root against the cyborg at this point? Seriously, like, what's there to root against? All the dude's doing is winning. He seems like he might be a jerk in real life, but he's not a jerk on there. Um, No, I like watching him dominate these people. I enjoy watching these motherfuckers get demoralized. Actually, sometimes that shit be hilarious. You know, like you just think about that, man. Like, and this shouldn't be funny, but it ain't happening to me. Like the idea that you would think to yourself, um, I finally get to be on Jeopardy and you going on Jeopardy, not because you think you can compete. Ain't nobody going on Jeopardy just hoping to do their best. People going on Jeopardy because they think they're going to win. And now it's at the point where the sideboard been on long enough that by the time you'd be, they, they put you on there with them, you know you ain't winning. You know you lost. And so you got to go on there and get your ass kicked on television. I ain't gonna lie. If I'm some of these people, man, all I'm focusing on is buzzing in. I don't care if I know it or not. I'm gonna work the rest out later, but I can't be just trusting my neurons and my reactions. I gotta get in here right now if I'm gonna have any chance. What you think I came here to do? Right, he is. This is the best one. He Edwin Moses. Like that's what this is. And like he almost he had that close call the other day. I forgot about that. He had that close call the other day because he got the daily doubles just a little bit too fast. So he hadn't like built up the cheese to build up the margin that he normally wanted to have. But he got right up there. Somebody came within a couple dollars of him, And then he came back out the next day and just beat the hell out of everybody. Appreciate the questions. God, I'm not going to really answer like direct questions about the election. With this generation of Avengers wrapped up, has anyone in recent memory pulled off a better rebrand than Robert Downey Jr.? I don't feel like Robert Downey Jr. pulled off a rebrand as much as just the detox. Right? Like what happened was Robert Downey Jr. stopped getting so high. But I don't feel like we view him as some totally different person now. Now, you want to talk about a rebrand. The answer to that is obvious. That's two chains, two chains, Titty Boy put off that rebrand. That was the one he put off the best rebrands as Arthur Anderson turned to Accenture. Somebody saying Steve Harvey, I don't think Steve Harvey rebranded. I think Steve Harvey somehow figured out that he could take his brand to places that none of us ever believed that he would be able to go. But Steve Harvey is. Doing all the st- everything Steve Harvey is doing is like the same as what Steve Harvey's been doing forever. He just found different ways to sell it. Now Snoop Snoop did a rebrand because Snoop went from like ominous might be criminal to delightful stoner. That that was a rebrand. All right, let me see if I get a question I feel like answering. No disrespect to y'all. This dude keep asking me to talk about the painting behind me. What do you want me to say? It's a painting. You can see it. What do you need me to tell you? All right, let's see this. Let's see this. What game show do you think you do best on? I mean, I think it's obvious the answer to a game. Well, I mean, the game show I I would personally do best on would be Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune just don't look that hard. That would probably do best on the Wheel of Fortune. What game show would I do better? Like, what else would I do well on other than Wheel of Fortune? The answer is obvious, is it not? I understand it's no longer in the air. But what y'all know about pros versus jobs? I'd kill it on pros versus jobs. Actually, they would kill me on pros versus Joes. Uh, What else? What did they brought back? Yeah, hey, tic-tac-dough? I got a little something for some tic-tac-dough. Um, big bucks, no whammies. Didn't they find a the glitch? I would have found that glitch. it had been big bucks, no whammies. I'd have had that. Somebody said I would kill on Jeopardy, but the pressure would be too much because I'd be representing a whole lot of people. I wouldn't be representing none of y'all if I was on Jeopardy. What the hell are you talking about? I'm up there for me to get this bread for myself. Don't you don't you worry about me embarrassing you by being on Jeopardy. I don't represent you. I figured anybody who knows anything about me at this point understands that one thing I'm not about to be out here doing is carrying the weight of all the black people on my shoulder. No, sir. Rebob. I don't deserve that. I ain't asked for that. That's too much to ask anybody to do. Hell nah. If I go up there and I lose on Jeopardy, I lost on Jeopardy. If I go up there and win on Jeopardy. I won on Jeopardy. And thank you for being happy for me but I ain't got no pressure for none of y'all. I can't think of a single time that I felt like I had to be somewhere at night in order to make black people look good. I had to do this. You ain't figured white folks out by now. A hundred million of us can do the right thing. One of us do wrong. and confirmation bias is in the house. You can't never win like that. Somebody here said I should have done American Ninja Warrior with the Miami crew. No, I should not have. And I, you want to know why I don't like I am not quite in that crew in the way of those others people. That's right. I'm not in that crew in that way because I'm not going on no American Ninja Warrior. Hell no. That ain't the kind of GIF I'm trying to be on. They be playing a mean, jumping in that water all the time. Somebody said, Would I have done better than a mean? Probably not. I have no idea. And we will never, ever find out. Must be high. Appreciate the question. Here we go. You catch any of those Kanye Sunday services? Okay. So the Kanye Sunday service, you are asking me if I have gone out of my way to consume content in 2019 that involves Kanye West and church. In 2019, which one of those sounds like something that I feel like doing? Really? Is it the church part that you think I'd be into? Is it the Kanye part that you think I'd be into? Come on now. And I ain't got no disrespect if the church thing is for you. I'm just saying, and those of you who know, um, my attendance in churches on Sunday had everything to do with who I had sex with on Saturday. She's going to church and we're in love. I guess we're going to church. Otherwise, just highlight me. Oh yeah, those are the cops in the background because it's New York. Those cops ain't even close. That's the funny part. Like I'm hearing no sirens. They ain't even close. Like I didn't. I ain't even think about. Like I knew there were sirens. I didn't think about the sirens. So I look in the chat room. Y'all like, oh man, the cops coming. No nah, man, it's just New York. Facebook secret crush going to ruin some friendships. Actually, no, that's not going to happen. For those of you who are unaware, apparently Facebook has come up with a feature called a secret crush. And the way the secret crush is going to work is that you can put in up to nine people as your secret crush. And much like Tinder and the other apps, you don't find anything out about it until like, unless you get a match. And so what you got here is these things are not like, you got nothing to lose. If that's what you want to do, either you get the match or you don't. But what if you do? Like, what if you do get to match? What you gonna do now? I don't feel like that is very simple. So maybe that's where the friendships are going to be ruined. But yeah, that's not, uh, ooh, boy. Both of y'all scared to death. And it ain't happened yet. I don't know. I don't see it. All right, so Jacob says that nothing to lose attitude feels like a lot of risk-taking. What's the risk? You put in that it's a crush. If the other person doesn't say it, it goes to the grave. If they do, y'all find out y'all had something in common. I'm just not really encouraging passive-aggressive behavior. All right, man, I've done my best. This just ain't a great day. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us here on The Evening Jones. We try to do this thing here once a week or so. My name, uh, my man Lance Gilliam, handles everything behind the scenes. Thank you, sir. Uh, remember, if you cannot watch The Evening Jones live, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the iTunes store. Subscribe to Stitcher Radio. Check us out on SoundCloud. We're also at the Google Play Store. Uh, I'll talk to you guys in a few days. Or whatever. Take it easy.